Well, happy, happy 4th of July to everybody today. Thank you for coming. Thank you for those that are watching online. And uh, we're glad you're here today. I know this is 4th of July weekend, so I'm going to take it easy on you. And I've got one big point that we're going to talk about today. We're going to continue our series on the names of God, getting to know God by name. And when you know his names, you get a glimpse of his character and his attributes and who he really is. So when you know their name, God's name, it really helps you to uh, really identify with uh, who he is. And you can see, uh, of course, it's really busy now with the kids camp, uh, but uh, you'll see behind me all the different names of God. And this is what I'm hoping you'll do throughout the year. In worship, in times of ministry, when we're getting into God's word, you will look up there and, and one of those names is going to pop out to you, hopefully. So the name we're looking at today is on my left, your right, it's way up there, the right left-hand corner, Mighty Creator. Elohim is that name. And so throughout the year, this is what we are believing for, that one of these names is going to stick out to you. And whatever you're going through, whatever's happening in your life, hopefully one of those names will pop out to you and you will be able to identify that. So... If you're looking for God to be your shield, you can see that name up there, right? You can see that he's uh, the I am. He's the mighty God. He's the lamb of God. He's the God of my life. He's the God who sees me. And all these names help to reflect his character. And, and hopefully you can identify with that and these words will minister to you. So we're going to look today at, uh, at uh, God, the mighty creator. So go ahead and get your Bibles open for a few minutes. And if you're with me, let me hear a big amen. amen. About half of you. If you're with me this morning, let me hear a big amen. amen. So you have notes that you can follow along today and you can fill in the blanks. And we're going to go just to a couple verses in, in God's word. And we're going to look at this beautiful name, Elohim, uh, God, the creator. God the creator, Elohim. It's mentioned over 2,700 times in the Bible. And it's mentioned first in Genesis. The first sentence in the Bible speaks of God the mighty creator, Elohim. Now, those of you that are a part of this church, you know that I've always said this. I love going back to Genesis because when you go back, it helps you to go forward. When you understand the beginning, you have an understanding of the end, and it helps you to get there. So whenever you want to go forward, go back. I hope you get that. Go back. And when we go back to the beginning, it gives us a really good foundation and a really good understanding of who God is, and it helps us to understand where we are, and most importantly, where we are headed. Where are you going? If you want to go forward, go backward. So I go back to Genesis a lot. In Genesis chapter 1, we see the first mention of Elohim. God, the mighty creator. So here it is in Genesis 1.1. It's in your notes, and you'll see it there. In the beginning, God, Elohim, the mighty creator, 
created the heavens and earth. Now, that's the first sentence in the Bible. You all know that sentence. You know John 3.16. You know Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, how many know that we have a beautiful earth that we live in? It is incredible. And Bruce and Lisa are the same way. I have had the privilege uh, in my life of traveling all over the world. I've been blessed. There's not too many places that, that I haven't been, and it makes you a better person. The more you travel and the more you see, it makes you a better person. I saw a sign in South Africa, uh, Cape Town, uh, and it said, you don't travel to escape life, you travel so life doesn't escape you. Powerful truth. When you travel, you see the world and it makes you a better person. Why? Because you see how great this earth is. And you see different people and different languages and different cultures. It makes you a better person. I've heard of people say, well, I've never left Bithlow. <laughs> and I admire that, but I don't want to be like that. Because I think that when you travel, you see the world and you see God when you travel. And you see the beautiful heavens and the earth. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, you guys have asked for this, so I'm going to give it to you. I went to Wyoming last week for my pastor's fishing trip. And we went to Wyoming this year. Now, I tell Tammy and my wife, and I tell you that the more I fish, the better pastor I am. <laughs> so if you want me to be a good, good pastor, and, and here is some pictures, and I want God to get all the glory here. Uh, this is a 19-inch uh, rainbow trout. Go ahead, guys, show the next one. It really starts to get really beautiful. So we're in a, a valley there, and, and these, are, these are big trout. That's a 21-incher. Beautiful trout. And uh, that's it, guys. I'm wearing my UCF jersey there. You see that one? We had a really good time. I go with uh, some pastors and some church leaders. We go every, every year. I go, this is my 15th year, I believe. And I go up there and we camp out in a, in a double wide and uh, we catch a lot of fish and it's really, really fun. Okay, enough about my fish. My point is God created the heavens and the earth. He created Wyoming. He created Orlando. He created brown trout and rainbow trout and cutthroat trout. In the beginning, God created now, we all have an understanding that God created the heavens and earth, and he gets all the glory, and he gets all the focus, and he gets all the attention on that. Here's the issue that I want to drive home today on this July 4th, and I've only got a few more minutes. God is the cr creator of heaven and earth, but God has put in you his spirit of creativity. And we can't stop at the fact that God is the creator of the heavens and earth. We need to move beyond that, and we need to have an understanding that the creator of the world has put his spirit 
in you so that you can create so he gets glory. And there's a lot of people in this world that are imitating, not creating. And the creator of the world is in you, and he wants you to create so that he will get the glory. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And I want for Belle Isle Community Church, and I want for our leaders and our staff to have this understanding that God has created you to create. And when you create, he gets the glory. And I find too many people that are imitating, not creating. And God's spirit is in you to create. Are you still with me? So in Genesis chapter 1, one it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now watch this. The first description of God is that he is a creator. The first description of God is not that he is love. He is love. The first description of God in the Bible is not that God is compassionate. He is compassionate. The first description of God that we find in Genesis chapter 1 is not that God is forgiving. He is forgiving. He is compassionate. And he is loving. But I think it's really interesting that the first description we have of God is that he is a God who creates. And if God is in you, then we need to follow in his image and we need to live a life that creates. God is the creator. And he's in you so that you will create. Now, are you all still with me? That word there, create, means to shape to form, or to fashion. So God wants you as a believer, as a disciple, he wants you to shape, or to form, or to fashion everything that you come in contact with. He wants you to be the creator because you are following in his image. Now, stay with me for a moment. If you are a grandparent, God wants you to create, to form, to fashion whatever you are working with. If it's your grandkids, he wants you to create in them the character of God so that he gets glory. If you are a business owner, God has birthed in you a spirit of creation to create a business that will glorify God. If you are an artist, God wants you to create so that he will get the glory. You are to form, to fashion, to, 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 to shape whatever you're working on so that ultimately God gets the glory. If you are in a marriage, how many, how many people are married here today? God's goal for you, 
I saw that in the back there, Matthew. Um, God's goal is for you to form, to shape, to fashion your marriage, to create so that God gets the glory. And in everything you do, you are creating so that people will see that and ultimately give God the glory. Don't you know in Matthew chapter 5, let your light shine before men so that men will see your good deeds and do what? Glorify our heavenly Father. So this is what I want for, for, for Belle Isle Community Church. I want us to be creators in the image of God, creating, shaping, forming, fashioning things so that when men see it, they ultimately give God the glory. And that's what we are called to do as believers. Can I get an amen? Here is a powerful quote by John Piper. It's in your notes. And if I were you, I would underline this. I would circle this. This is a, this is a powerful quote on creativity. Therefore, at the heart of the meaning of work is creativity. If you are God, your work is to create out of nothing. If you are not God, but like God, that is, if you are human, here it is, church, your work is to take what God has made and shape it and use it to make him look great. Wow. If I were you, I would make a copy of this and put this everywhere you want to be reminded that God has created you to create and make him look great. Elohim, God the creator. Are y'all still with me? See, if I was a mom right now, I'd be tapping into this. We just dedicated, we dedicated Heidi uh, yesterday, that's our granddaughter, for uh, one year, uh, her, her birthday, uh, one year was yesterday, so we had a party, and they did a birthday party. Before they, they, she dug into the cake, they asked me to dedicate Heidi. And hopefully I'm going to be able to bring Heidi here and do a second dedication for you guys to see that as well. And I, I was honored to do that. If I was a mom, if I was a dad, I'd be tapping into this saying, God, you've created me to shape, to form, to fashion my children so that when they grow up, they're going to glorify you. You're a creator. God has given you kids and grandkids and, and your occupation and your job and your business for you to shape it and to form it and to fashion it so that it looks like God and when people see it, they glorify him in heaven. And I'm praying for God to birth a spirit of creativity in this church. It's already here, of creativity. Many of you know that, that, that a couple of years ago before Austin's accident, I started to paint. And I can't explain it. This is the craziest thing in the world. My mom was an artist. I never drew anything until a week before, a month before Austin's accident, I started painting. And I find great pleasure in, in painting. It's crazy. I'm, my brother makes fun of me. He's the only one. Everyone else likes it. My brother makes fun of me. That, that's what brothers do, right? Everyone loves it except for my brother. He makes fun of me. I can't explain it, but there's something liberating. And this is what I do, and I know it's crazy. I take pieces of wood from all over the world. Mark Hessling just went to Bimini, and he sent me a picture. He was, he was wading in the beautiful Caribbean, 
and he found a piece of wood in the sand, and he thought of me, and he brought it to me. Isn't that cool? I've been sitting in the ocean for, 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 for 20 years. Well, guess what? Thanks to Mark and Kim, I'm going to take that piece of wood, and I'm going to paint a beautiful trout on that piece of wood. Something about it, it just is relaxing, and it's fun, and it's challenging. But what am I doing? In a small way, watch this. I'm illustrating the character of God. I'm taking something that was abandoned on the bottom of the ocean or on a golf course or at the ocean, and I'm taking it and I'm creating it so that when people see it, hopefully, they're going to glorify God. It's a spirit of creativity. And I'm praying that God would raise up artists, men and women, that, that, that have the gift of creativity. Why? Because you're reflecting the character of God. Are you all with me? I know this is 4th of July, and, and so I'm just giving you a little 4th of July independence message here today. <laughs> Be creative, because you're following in the footsteps of God. Nina, Nina Dean is here. Nina, uh, wave at everybody and, and stand up. Let them see you. Beautiful, beautiful young lady, Nina. Stand up, Nina. Wave at everybody. It's going to take her a minute. To, there you go. All right. Turn around and wave at everybody, Nina. A couple of, couple of weeks ago, she, uh, uh, she, came up, she, she came up to me and said, Pastor Scott, I'm starting to write poems. And I lit up when she said that. Why? Because I know that in the beginning, God created, mighty creator, we're built in his image, we're built to create, we're built to paint, we're built to sing, we're built to write poems, and that gift. So when she said that to me, I said, Dan, man, Nina, send me some of them. And she sent me a whole stack full of poems that she started writing as a beautiful gift. Her husband, Jesse, yes, God used you to write these beautiful poems. And this is a beautiful illustration here. God needed you to be a part of the process. We're going to give God all the glory by the poems that you've written. But God needed you to do it. They told me that I was the author, but I said I'm not the author. God's Beautiful. Great point. God's the author, but God needs a co-worker. God needs a, a co-worker. And that's you. And that's me. I mean, if we're going to sing a song, it'd be great if, if we say, all right, God's going to sing a song today. But chances of that happening, I don't know, are pretty, pretty slim. Why? Because God needs you to sing the song, to be the reflection of his glory in the earth. So whether you're singing or painting or writing poems, God has, wants to use you to be a co-laborer with him to create so that the world will give God credit and glory. Amen. So here's, are you all with me? So here's part of, here's part of Nina's, Nina's poem. I'm not going to read it all. She's got a whole stack of them, and they're beautiful. So I was sitting in church pew on Sunday, December 4th, 2022, when God gave me this poem to share with you. 
Pastor George and God's message that day was have unexpected things come into your life today. I will now take this time to share with you today in this way. Have unexpected things come to your life today. And it goes on. It's beautiful. Uh, let me continue reading. On, on Sunday, February 19th, 2023, God told me to take this poem with me. I shared this poem with Pastor George after the service that day, and this is what Pastor George had to say. So I stand before you today to share my story, how God birthed this poem inside of me. God comes into your life in fresh and new ways to help us deal with unexpected things that come our way. He gives me words to write when I'm alone, and all the words that he gives me, I turn into a poem. Since my dear sweet husband has passed away, God has been giving me poems day after day. These poems are about my husband and I as the minutes and the hours and the days pass by. God showed me how to write poetry. Isn't that beautiful? I love that. And it's not about writing poems or painting fish or singing songs. It's about having a spirit of God, the mighty creator, to create in this world beautiful things so that God gets the glory. If you look in Genesis chapter 1, go back there real quick. I want to show you one more thing. I want you to notice the, 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 the condition of the culture of that day. When God showed up, look in Genesis chapter 2. It says the earth was formless. It was empty. It was dark. It was deep. And then God showed up, watch this, and he started to create. Now, how does that apply to us today? How many know that we're living in a dark world? Separation, division, political divide, and we're living similar to Genesis chapter 1. It's dark, it's, it's empty, it's formless, it's darkness, and that's the perfect opportunity for you to step up and be the light, and be the creator, and be what God has called you to be. Because when you start creating, what happens when God started to create? Light came, and things changed. How many know that when you're, when you're in a dark room and you bring a flashlight, you bring change? Automatically. That's what creators do. They walk into darkness. They walk into uh, emptiness. They walk into terrible, hopeless situations. And when, your, when God's spirit is in you, when you begin to create, you bring light. And light dispels darkness. This is what I want us to do as a church. I want us to stop cursing the darkness, and I want us to start lighting the light. Let's stop focusing on the darkness and start focusing on the light that is in us, and God says, be the light of the world, church. Bell Isle Community Church, be the creators I've created you to be. Be the poem writers, be the painters, be the singers, be the grandparents, be the moms. Form, shape, fashion, 
Walk into a dark situation, walk into emptiness, walk into formlessness, walk into darkness and be the light and begin to create the way I created. And when you do that, things quickly change and you end up with a beautiful world and people see it and God gets the glory. I love that. So here's one takeaway. I've got a couple more minutes. This is the way you create. By using life-filled words. If you want to start creating, focus on the words that you speak. Because it says in Genesis that God started to form, he started to shape, he started to fashion, he was in a dark place, he was in an empty place, and he used his words to shape what he was trying to accomplish. Words have power. And the way to live a life of creativity is to use life-filled words. Words change the culture. And when you use positive words, transformation takes place and creativity takes place. Watch your words. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And God said, let there be what? Light. And there was light. Why? Because God used the power of words to shape and to form the empty culture and the light was exposed because he spoke it. Moms, grandparents, business leaders, church leaders, be careful what you say. Because with life-filled words, you create light. With negative words, you create darkness. And you were created to bring forth light. Let there be light. And there was light. Look in your notes real quick. In Genesis chapter 1. How do you live a life of creativity? You tap in the power of life-filled words. Verse 3, God said, let there be light. I've preached this before to you, but I, I, I want you to be reminded of this. Verse 6, God said. Verse 8, God said. Verse 14, God said. Verse 20, God said. Verse 24, God said. Verse 26, God said. Watch this. Verse 27, God created Verse 28, God blessed. Verse 29, God said. Verse 31, God saw. Write this down real quick. You see what you say. Eight times it says in here, God said. God said, God said, God said, God said, and then guess what? God saw. You will see what you say. Let there be light. God said it. God said it. God said it. And then God saw it. Powerful truth. Maybe the situation you are faced with today has been created by the words that you have been speaking. 
maybe you have been focusing so much on your sickness that you have fashioned and created and formed a culture of darkness instead of a culture of light. Have you ever been around somebody that, that, that you meet them? I, I feel like the older we get, the more common this is. You start talking to them, and the whole conversation has shifted to how sick they are. Back, elbow, kneecap, teeth, ears, eyes. Thank you, memory. <laughs> what else got? Arthritis? And if, if that's all you focus on, and that's all you speak, and that's all you say, that's all you're going to get. If you've got a rebellious kid, or an ADA kid, or a kid that's out of control, shape, form, fashion, create that gift that God has given you through the power of words, because words have power, and when you speak what you speak, you will see. So we're going to close with this today, that phrase, let there be, and it's in your notes, and there's a big blank. In my notes, I put a question mark because I don't know what your blank is. But there's something going on in your life right now that needs you to start speaking life to that situation. Let there be. And whatever that situation is, I want you to start creating and fashioning and shaping the culture so that you can see what you're believing God for. So if you're sick, I want you to put in there, let there be health, healing, victory. Now, I've got my word that I'm bleeding for, and guess what? My word doesn't look like your word. My blank is different from your blank, but we all have blanks. I was, I was golfing this week with a pastor, and I asked him about this. His name's Kevin. You guys know him. I said, Kevin? Tell me your greatest need right now. What is your blank? What is the one thing? And for him, it was a financial situation. And as I'm getting ready to, to, to putt for eagle, no, just kidding. I, I, I said to Kevin, Kevin, I'm going to believe with you that the words you speak, you are going to create that financial issue, and you're going to see light because of the words you speak. Let there be, fill it in. I can't, I can't fill it in for you. You've got an unsaved son or daughter. You've got a, a son who's sick. You've got financial situations. You have health situations. You've got a marriage that's out of control. You've got in-laws and outlaws, and, and you've got all sorts of situations. I don't know what your blank is today, but I do know this. If you don't step up and start speaking and creating and fashioning and forming, you're going to continue to live in darkness, 
emptiness because the earth was void and empty and dark until God showed up and said, I am not going to continue in the status quo. I'm tired of darkness. I'm tired of emptiness. I'm tired of deepness. I'm going to come into this situation and I'm going to shape and form and speak. Let there be. And you say it. And you believe it. You will see what you say. Now, this week, there it is on the screen. Somebody here today is fearful of not making it to the end and running out of money. There's your blank. Fill it in. Let there be abundance. And you speak it. And what you speak, you see. And you create a world of light so that God will see your situation and he'll get all the glory. If you're faced with sickness today, let there be health. If you're a business person here today and you're, you're struggling with employees, let there be unity. I don't know whatever it is. I know my blank is different than yours, and I can tell you in a split second what mine is. So this is what we're going to do this week. If you see me this week, I'm going to ask you, what is your let there be? What is it? Because I want you to have this in your DNA. And you're believing it for yourself. You're believing it for your country. You're believing it for your, you're believing it for your church. You're believing it for your grandchildren, your children. Let there be. And it's going to be awkward if you see me in the hall and I ask you, what's your let there be? And you don't have it. Because I'm going to send you back for homework, and you're going to have to go back. And, and before, we, before we have a, a talk, before you ask me to pray for you, ask, you better have your let there be. And it's for your good. Let there be. I'm going to close with this. Now, I know there's a lot of Gator fans here today. So this is not a Gator fan versus FSU. This is all about Jesus right now, Jesus. But I got so inspired a couple weeks ago, I watched, my kids are trying to get me to start watching like Netflix and, and Apple TV and all that. I'm getting off of Channel 2, Channel 6, and Channel 9, and I'm getting hip, and I'm going to start exploring a little bit. So I saw a, a documentary on Deion Sanders, probably one of the best athletes, but he went to FSU, and then he played baseball, and he played football. And then uh, he got into coaching, and he was coach at Jackson State University, a, a black uh, a university, Jackson State, and transformed that whole university in a matter of years. Man, I was so impressed. Now, his assistant coaches were cursing every other word, but when Deion Sanders got up to the pulpit, it was amazing what that man was saying to those young men. He changed the culture. He was recruited from Jackson State, now he's at Colorado, a major D1 university. 
And he's going to turn that thing around, I know. But he was in a player's meeting, and he used this phrase. Let there be. And he was speaking to college football players. But he was preaching, and he inspired me. I wanted to get a helmet on and some pads and go out there and play for him. It was amazing. But he was preaching to these young men. Let there be. What was he saying? Jackson State, it's in you to create. Speak what you're believing for. And they went undefeated and won the championship. Changed the whole culture. Deion Sanders, a man of God, truly changed the culture through the power of words. Be like God today. Speak life and health and wholeness and wellness and change the darkness into light. You do that by your words. Would you stand up across the auditorium just for a moment? Let there be, you better have it. And when you do it and you begin to speak it, God will get behind you because he wants to support creators. He wants to support men and women who are filled with life-filled words. Let there be. Let there be. And guess what? If you don't fill in the blank, it will remain blank. How's that working for you? Walking through life, empty, dark, blank. Let there be and begin to speak it. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May God continue to fill you with a spirit of creativity to change a dark, formless, empty world through your words. Create life and health and peace and prosperity. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you, church. Happy Fourth of July. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.